Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I'm your very cold Herd Mom, Megan. And today we are flying casual. Um, this is a new style that we're doing because uh, the holiday season's busy for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you work in retail, I work yes. with a church and community center, and yeah, it's just hectic being thankful and celebrating Christmas and all of that stuff and so um, we decided we would introduce a type of episode where we don't feel the pressure to do a whole bunch of research and record for a long time and do a whole bunch of editing um, that we would be able to just get an episode done put it out there um, and not skimp on the quality but it would just be lighter it'd be more casual yeah where our usual episodes are like slacks I'd say we have other episodes that are like jeans. I'd say these episodes are like yoga pants. These are jorts. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> um, Be careful. Don't bleed on the jorts. They look good sometimes. But um, yeah, so it, essentially it's just where we take it a little bit lighter, still give you guys an episode. Um, and that's we're, we're doing it this week mainly because we just finished a really big Halloween event with our church and community center. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we're just trying to play catch up. Yeah. And so this is us putting out an episode that's a little bit more laid back, but hopefully still enjoyable. And it's something you guys will have more often, um, probably around the holidays and summertime, uh, where we'll just be able to put out an episode, but not necessarily the big uh, style that we're normally used to or that you're used to of us. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it's our attempt to try and be able to de- deliver in spite of being busy. Because usually that's what kills us is trying to do the research, build the script, record, edit, post everywhere. It's very labor intensive. Whereas this is pretty much get a topic, talk about it, record it, post it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what you guys have to look forward to as we kind of talk about what we love. Um, There seems to be this wave of ranking Amongst Star Wars fans again? Yeah, like, I see it all the time on Twitter, like, this is my top ten movie moments, this is my top five uh, times that I had cereal, that kind of thing. <laughs> and and while that is what inspired our ten things we love about series, mm-hmm. um, which patrons get early, but you can check out uh, our previous episodes over on YouTube. We have everything, I think, up till Empire, mm-hmm. um, and we will be updating that soon. Um, that idea of ranking did inspire those episodes but yeah with that we tried to spin it in terms of less about fighting over what movie's better than the other and just talk about our favorite moments of a single movie yeah similarly today what we wanted to kind of talk about thinking of well we've talked about what we like but we never really dove i don't think super deep into why we like it and mm-hmm. i uh someone shared their ranking recently and and said that their favorite thing about ranking isn't so much ranking and picking favorites. It's about learning why people rank the way they do. And that was just interesting to us. So we were like, well, let's not just talk about what we like, but why we like it. Um, We had an, not extensive, we had a conversation recently regarding that in terms of learning why someone liked something. Um, It was... uh, well, our, one of our patrons, Jim, who's really excited for the Obi-Wan series. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, well, why? Because we aren't. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's just someone else's excitement that can yeah. become your excitement. Yeah, like I never looked at the character of Jenner so as much as I did after, you know, meeting and getting to talk to Jim. Absolutely. Like, 
he loves Jin Russo, and it's mm-hmm. honestly inspiring. <laughs> yeah, and um, prior to that, Rogue One for me, my my favorite was Krennic. Yeah. I, I just love that dynamic a lot more mm-hmm. in terms of story character and story and character development. But yeah, once he kind of opened the doors on Jin Erso, and sometimes that's what it takes. It's yeah. Jin Erso isn't my favorite now, but I have much more appreciation because of seeing it the way they see it. Yeah, you know, it's not about being brainwashed to have the same opinions, but it is about perspective. Yeah, you know, and and like Obi Wan said, our perspective depends. Our, our reality depends on our perspective. Yeah. And so sometimes liking something just comes down to maybe not having the right perspective or not having mm-hmm. enough perspective. Yeah. So. I mean, you'll find out soon how vastly my Star Wars opinions have changed over the last year and a half that we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. And even that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say I've come around on a few things, but for the most part. Um, Murder bear. Yeah, murder bears. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably the most significant. Um, but yeah, for the most part, being able to see, not not like it's to see someone go from wrong to right, but just to see someone grow to love something. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a big stigma with rankings and changing opinions in Star Wars is that you're going from the wrong to right side, mm-hmm. when in reality, you're just growing a love for something more. It, it doesn't have to yeah. be you were wrong before, but because you didn't like Ewoks. It just means you didn't like Ewoks. But now you found something mm-hmm. that helps you like Ewoks. That's yeah. one more thing you like in Star Wars. Is that so bad? Exactly. And I think it's also a matter of giving something a second chance. After like you've gone a very long time having an opinion of something and never watching it again. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I mean, because people change. Exactly. People you, change, you opinions know. change, like, your and, tastes change. Well, and I think we think that about other people, but we don't think that about ourselves. Yes. And so the more we can think about that of ourselves in terms of going back, trying again, mm-hmm. and it's not to say that you'll it'll be your favorite, but maybe you'll at least like it a little bit more. I mm-hmm. mean, that's just the big thing, is the more Star Wars you can like, the better. Exactly. And you're not wrong if you don't like everything, but it's just a matter of... I mean, more Star Wars for me means more happiness. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, like more Star Wars, liking more Star Wars can't be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of uh, the topics that we'll dive into more in the actual show. Uh, Got a little bit ahead, but nothing wrong with that. Hopefully now you're hooked. But um, as far as um, news, we have a little bit of news. Yes. Uh, We already put out an episode this week, so... Bit of news was covered there, but luckily we were surprised with a new Mando trailer. We were. Um, Twitter was all a buzz about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they announced it the day before, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll say, like watching the watching the trailer a couple times, you can really see like John Favreau's thumbprint on pretty much every scene, and I love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's such a fantastic director, and I get. I'm so excited to see something of his like long term Mm -hmm. because i think one of my favorite movies of his is chef and that's so polished and so lovingly crafted and you can really tell that the mando is really going to be the same kind of care and love put into it yeah well and i think for the most part john favreau doesn't do anything no that he (laughs) doesn't that he doesn't love like if yeah. he doesn't if he doesn't care about it if he's not passionate in some way even if it's goofy and fun exactly it, he's got i feel like he's the type he's got to care about it 
there's a reason that the character of Happy Hogan is so amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yes. I mean, and yeah, he's in general just great at what he does. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, I, the Mandalorian is going to be a great example of that. And it's also mm-hmm. a great example of someone who gets Star Wars doing Star Wars. Yeah. And um, Dave Filoni helping oh, yeah. with something live action. Yeah. Like, that's well, they're, they're bring, their brains together, their creativity together is mm-hmm. really what's making this masterful. Um, and it's not to say that anyone prior or anyone else attached to Star Wars doesn't get Star Wars, mm-hmm. but, you know, again, perspective. I think John and obviously Dave get it from a fan perspective because it's so funny when you see them, they're creating Star Wars, but they're still geeking out about it. They're like, still, yeah. you know, it's like they're getting a tour of their Star Wars and it's just like, it's so this is your job, dude. This You yeah. get to do this. It's like the meme of someone tell Mark Ruffalo that he's also famous. Right. It's just, Well, yeah, because he, he's constantly like hyping other people and he's always in like awe <laughs> of other people. He's fun. Right. And I think if you keep that, first of all, humility, but also yeah. just that uh, perspective on approaching such a monumental thing as being a part of Star Wars, I think that is what keeps it fresh, cool, and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you love what you do and you look at it with the same awe that you look at the thing that inspired it, mm-hmm. it's it's going to feel right, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. That makes sense. Yeah. So the trailer. All right. The trailer. <laughs> I've had a lot of coffee today. I'm sorry. Um, so... We get a couple different shots to start us off and some dialogue over top. Yeah, we're not doing a deep dive, no. by the way. Because a, a lot of it's actually reused or, um, like, we just got a picture, I think, from Entertainment Weekly of yeah. the Trandoshans before. Now, yes. Now we see them in the trailer. So it's just yes. like, there's that stuff. Still can't really see their faces. I, I, they can't be Trandoshans. I, like, I mean, I'm sure they are, know. but they look weird. It, they look very different to what we are used to of Trandoshans, which they could be a different species. They're the geckos. Uh, right. I, I don't like when things do that. Like, um, I'm a fan of Halo. Mm-hmm. In the original series, you've got Halo. the jackals um, that are very mm-hmm. reptile bird-like. You know, they look like they still have beaks, and they're just different. And then when it transferred hands from Bungie to 343, they got way more reptile, almost shark-like, um, and basically we're like oh it's the same thing but kind of a subspecies and it's just like that doesn't really explain it because that's a big difference and i would have just preferred introduce something new or something different Mm -hmm. i'm not criticizing this as the same as that because we haven't gotten a good glimpse of it but i feel definitely the styles changed um and i just kind of hope there's a good reason i don't know they look a little more human than trandoshan i saw someone Right under the trailer, posting a picture of the Goombas from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Well, that yeah, that that is the vibes I get. Where yeah. you know, you it looks like more human. Again, there's not a good shot of it, but there's like no. more humanish eyes and um, you know, closer yeah. snout. That like, because if you compare that to Bosk, who is our stereotypical Trandoshan, good it's boy. different. So, I don't know. I mean, it seems more like someone dressing as a Trandoshan than a Trandoshan. Is, is what I'm going to say. That, but that's the only thing so far in all of the Mandalorian stuff that I've been like, 
what what mm. yeah. yeah everything else is really cool and i think oh, yeah. that's what's st- why this stands out is because everything else feels so right that this is the one thing that's just like it's a little off yeah we get but... some yeah we also get some callbacks clo- some callbacks some callbacks to the clone wars a shot of b2 battle droids and a droid gunship yeah um okay. i saw the gunship the first time i didn't see the battle droids the first time um but going about the second time mm-hmm. you do see it and really interesting because this will be the first time since 2005 that we've seen these in live action yeah which is it's just not a big deal star wars wise but it's a big deal like production wise because it's Mm -hmm. just it's really nice to see assets reused that connect all of it together especially since this is after return of the jedi yeah it's possible that we're gonna get a little bit more information like nothing to do with clone wars but like a little bit more information of what happened at the siege of mandalore yeah well because um whatever his name is werner herzog's character uh says it's a shame what happened to your people yeah and it seems to be in the dialogue area of the first time when it's you know the bounty hunting's a complicated business stuff Mm -hmm. so it seems like that's when he's first meeting the mandalorian and it's kind of that yeah oh you know sorry about what happened to your people and yeah it's just like well what did happen because we don't know yeah so and his accent is interesting because it's like somewhere between a new zealand accent and a south african accent yeah i get very south african yeah like i just maybe that's just you know where his planet is (laughs) i don't know i don't know that he i don't know is that his i thought he was british or something it's Werner. I think it's, he's. British. He sounds British. I think he's British. I feel. I feel like this I might just know. be his his dialect. I don't. I don't think that's anything special. I don't know. Um, um, but yeah, yeah I, I I do think that is interesting because it does seem to suggest mm-hmm. maybe there's more Mando stuff going because we are led to believe that it's him taking jobs doing bounty hunting stuff. Yeah. Not really. He's called the Mandalorian, but at first there wasn't really a lot to do with expecting he's gonna get that backstory yeah versus now i mean it's one line of dialogue but even still like to throw that in the trailer to have that in the show seems to suggest well you're gonna talk about that right yeah and like it it brings up like are there other mandalorians you know running about on the galaxy other than what we see in rebels yeah like well and that and that's what i mean is is like this could take us further into that than we thought we would, or that I thought we would get. Yeah. You know, I really didn't think that we would get much on that, at least maybe not till the second season, but, Mm -hmm. and I still don't think we're going to get everything, but it seems to suggest that they are thinking about explaining things. Maybe like a name drop of Bo-Katan, uh, maybe. Would be cool. Maybe a name drop for Boba and Django. Would be nice. That would be nice. Maybe a mall. Name drop would be nice too. While we're at it, while we'll, we're why at not it. Jar Jar? Just like, pew. yeah, everybody, Stop. everybody gets a name drop in the Mandalorian, guys. <laughs> I heard about a man with horns on his head who took over your people, and he had a lightsaber. That would be interesting. I, I mean, that he does be... have ties to. I mean, Darth yeah. Maul does have ties to Mandalore. Yeah, so. he took over the Mandalorians for like a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so we get another shot of the woman and the child that we saw in the last trailer. Well, no, I think this is different. Oh, um, it's different. The the I think the woman and the child one is I think the lady that like reaches for his mask or like touches his mask in yeah. that like final shot. Um, Perhaps, but they're the, wearing like the same clothes. 
I don't think so. Are you sure? Yeah. They're wearing red. The girl touching his mask is wearing blue. You're correct. Probably. Sorry. Um, but, no, I, we've seen what looks like their village before, but I don't know. Because um, there, there's been a glimpse of these characters, but this is a much more... You get you get more in this shot, uh, and it's the same shot with the battle droids. Yeah. So, but what's confusing is we don't know if that's a flashback or if that's current. Like, is that yeah. is that mm-hmm. actually after Return of the Jedi, or is that the Clone Wars? Yeah. Because it could this... be backstory for the yeah. Mando. Exactly. Like that could be his wife sister. I don't know. Wife sister. Wife or sister. I I need to put. Well, no. I mean, comments. you see a guy and a woman and a baby. So, seems to suggest mom and dad and him. Maybe. And Ooh, could he have, like, the God of War backstory where it's all sad? <laughs> That's the only similarity? It's sad? <laughs> There's a lot of backstories that are sad. He could be Bruce Wayne for all we know. <laughs> oh. That's why he's... I mean, he's got a cape. He does. It fits. <gasps> he has a cape. He's Space Batman. Spatman. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, I mean, I I lean more towards it could be a young Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think it's I think the child is him, but that's just me. That is true. That could be him. But that could also be a misdirect. I mean, but but I I think that could be further evidence that we're getting his backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would make more sense for why the battle droids are there and everything, because the Empire doesn't seem to need any help. Mm-hmm. Like when we see um, Moff Gideon or um, Esposito's character, yes, he's got a lot of stormtroopers. I mean, he's got a Tie Fighter. I feel like he's got enough stuff. I don't think he's borrowing ancient tech. Yeah, I don't think he's borrowing old droids. I think I, I'm pretty sure that's a flashback. Um, sounds right to me. I mean, we we got a good bit as far as. Here's the Mandalorian. Here's what you can kind of expect. But there's still a lot of obviously question marks. Which, I mean, no big surprise. They wouldn't answer everything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. So do you think we're going to learn more in the first few episodes of the Mando? Probably. But what do you think we're going to learn about him? I mean, I definitely think we're going to get into his backstory and mm-hmm. why he is his hashtag tragic backstory. in the job he's in. Um, I think because by the end of season one, I think it's going to end where he's far more accepting of his heritage and who he is. And maybe that's going to lead him to find other Mandalorians and not necessarily get out of the bounty hunting business. But I think it's going to lead him to embrace more of his Mandalorian heritage rather than just being a scoundrel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I do mean, I think that's far more long-term storytelling then he's just always going to be a bounty hunter fighting other bounty hunters you know i think it's more interesting if he starts to reach out and try and find other mandalorians Mm -hmm. so i think if season one deals with some of his backstory it's going to be him accepting you know he's mandalorian he doesn't have to stoop low and do this stuff his his people are a proud people and he should try and find who he can and rebuild and restart i don't know and there's even a shot of a village, so I don't know. That could be even... Maybe he finds some Mandalorians. Yeah. You know? Um, there's a lot of options. Yeah. Um, it's only season one, but we know we're getting season two, so I can see it going somewhere easy. Yeah. All right. 
What um, happens in the comics? For comics, there's not much to talk about um, other than we wanted to mention that our friend of the show, Michael Morisi, is... Hey, Uh, He recently came out with a new Star Wars Adventures. I think we mentioned that Mm -hmm. in the last episode. Um, What's really cool is in January, he's going to be taking over the main run of Star Wars Adventures for a little while. Yes. Normally, that's written a lot by Kevin Scott. Um, I'm wondering if Kevin's going to be busy with Project Luminous. And so, um, nonetheless, I'm happy to see Michael getting more Star Wars. Um, I'm always happy when he gets Mm -hmm. to do Star Wars because... Much like John Favreau, he's a guy that gets Star Wars. He's a big fan. Yeah. Um, and if you read his um, comic series, Wasted Space, um, it's a little grungy, so be mindful. Um, if you read his uh, novels, Black Star Renegades and We Are Mayhem, mm-hmm. you get that he loves and is yeah. inspired by Star Wars. And so him getting to tell Star Wars stories, and one of which having to do with Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. is exciting. Yeah. So we just wanted to throw that out there because he's a friend of the show, and we love his work. And just Star Wars Adventures is a great way to enter Star Wars comics. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it's low impact. It's You don't have to have read a whole bunch of other stuff to get it. Like, mm-hmm. it's a really good place to start if you're looking for comics. And um, the art's always really cool. Yeah. Very Galaxy of Adventures style. Um, then, uh, we got the last issue of Return to Vader's Castle this week, issue five, and so that ends that for now. The last shot seems to suggest that maybe this is going to continue to be a thing. I don't know. I can't wait. Um, they can't seem to not tell Darth Vader stories in comics, so, I mean. That's true. I don't know. We're getting another one next year. It seems like they just love telling Darth Vader stories. At, at, we're we're going to get to a point where there's no more Darth Vader stories because they've told them all. Yeah. But um, I one of my favorite characters, so I can't argue too much. No. Um, but as far as Return to Vader's Castle, Issue 5, it's really cool. It's different because normally it centers around spooky stories. This time, kind of like the last finale, instead of having to deal with stories so much, basically all the elements tie into the final conflict Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting because it actually has ties to vader immortal not like directly saying oh here's what happens here but we see continuity in terms of the mustafarians and the tribes and their uneasiness with vader existing there and all this other stuff things that have direct consequences in vader immortal so this one was a really, really good one. It's hard to judge against the rest because not as much spooky story stuff. It's mm-hmm. just more cool Vader stuff. Yeah. So, But nothing that can go wrong um, if you want to check it out. But, I mean, if you haven't yet, if you have not taken our advice and skipped over it, um, shame on you. Uh, I, I really recommend you go back, check out the whole series. It's not long. I mean, it's five issues, and each issue is a pretty easy read. Definitely worth checking out, just because it's really, really cool mm-hmm. storytelling. And then while you're at it, go back to the original Tales from Vader's Castle. Um, hopefully, you know, I've said before I'd be okay if this is a reoccurring Halloween tradition with Star Wars. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I do think eventually they're going to have to do something other than Vader's Castle and Vader. But Vader's okay. just the scary dude, so it's easy yeah but i think there's room for a lot of other spooky star wars stories um which is i think what we said last year Mm -hmm. so uh but definitely check it out if you haven't already yeah so as far as the main show um 
again, we mentioned that there's this renaissance of Star Wars ranking. It happens every couple of months or so where someone starts it and it's a domino effect and everybody does it. What's yeah. interesting is some do it to say, oh, here's actually how it's changed in the last few months or something like that. But for the most part, sometimes there's this connotation of, you know, not liking other people's ranking because it doesn't measure up to yours. And yeah. there's just, there's unintentional difficulty to it. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's definitely a, my ranking's better than you, you know, my dad can beat up your dad kind of And that, that's why a lot of people stay away from it altogether because... There's, I mean, obviously in Twitter, there's not enough in 140 characters to be able to say, here's what I like and why. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, going again in, in terms of getting the why of why people like what they like, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot easier to either understand their ranking or to, you know, agree with their ranking even. Um, versus if you just say, this is what I like and, you know, that's it. Because mm-hmm. without context, I think that's what's challenging of... You know, no context, Ewoks is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to crap on you on the internet because that's your favorite. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like when you go into why, because with a lot of them, a lot of people have good reasons to like what they like. Yeah. If you get into that, then it's much more of a, well, that's not my favorite, but I get it, you mm-hmm. know? So um, that's kind of what inspired the episode mm-hmm. um, in terms of wanting to talk about what we like we're not ranking necessarily, no. but we're going to talk about what we like. I think most, if they listen regularly, have come to understand what our favorites are, our favorite characters, movies, and everything like that. So it's more of really just talking about why they're our favorites, why we rank them so high or like them so much. Um, because not a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. They just say what they like and move on. So I just kind of wanted to spend some time doing that. And so I figured we'd start with characters and then we could talk about movies. Yeah, sounds good to me. Sure. So I'm in yoga pants. I'm all relaxed. <laughs> uh, ultimate relaxation. So as far as favorite characters, mm-hmm. um, and I figured we'd probably, depending on how long we talk, just go into a couple. Yeah. Um, but so, absolute favorite Star Wars character. Absolute favorite Star Wars character is, big shock here, it's Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. General Leia Organa. Mm-hmm. Solo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kind of the reasoning why I love Leia comes from, you know, the first time I watched A New Hope. Mm-hmm. The imagery that... the My favorite scene in Star Wars is of Leia leaning down to, you know, give the message to R2-D2. Mm-hmm. I have it tattooed on my body. <laughs> like, that is my favorite Star Wars scene. For what reason? I don't know. Mm. Like, I think it's the imagery of this beautiful woman in white. Like, just like leaning down to a droid. Looking very princessly and looking Mm -hmm. very, you know, regal and such. But then that juxtaposition later Mm -hmm. (laughs) of when Luke finds her in the cell, she immediately dunks on him and then saves their butts. Yeah. She's not, she's not the average princess. Exactly. That's what I love about Leia, is that she's not just, you know, a damsel in distress. Even though, you know, she needs help sometimes, that is important to ask for help, she still is capable, she's still empathetic to mm-hmm. Luke, 
she's still understanding and she is a leader that's what makes a good character that is a woman Mm -hmm. is multifaceted she's not just you know tough and gruff i'd never shed a tear or you know damsel in distress i fall down every time i trip on my heels and that's my entire character development (laughs) um but she's a woman a regular person Mm -hmm. not just you know a one-dimensional character Mm -hmm. and we see her character growth throughout the movies and the comics and she just becomes even more of a cool lady and then you know she becomes a general who is just amazing um there's a reason i tear up every time um i see her on screen because I want to grow up to be Leia. <laughs> <laughs> I want to grow up to be Carrie Fisher. <laughs> right. Like, I just... She is an example of the woman that I want to be. And that's why I love Leia. And I think that's why a lot of people like the characters they like is that relation of... that's They have what I want to be. They yeah. have what I want. Um, <laughs> kind of thing. In ter- You know, in yeah. terms of like, if I could be like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that's awesome. I always, you know, um, and I always do this to where someone says something and it's just like, (laughs) cool. And then I just go deeper. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, That's what I love about it. And I'm just always like, well, um, no, but I I completely agree. And and I, I do that as well with characters. But I also have to remind myself, and it's not just with characters and fictional people, but also people, people. I have to remind myself that while I can take elements of what makes that person that person and pursue that for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and a big part of Star Wars storytelling, too, is, you know, you've got to be yourself. Um, You've got to be you. So as much as we try to be like those that inspire us and be like those we look up to we also have to remember to be who we are and that's not to dunk on well you shouldn't want to be leia you should want to be you well part of what makes you you is what you get from leia which is what you get from uh ripley which is what you get from your mom which is what you get you know like we are an amalgamation yeah you we are an amalgamation of those we look up to and um aspire to be like yeah but if we just try and be like them we miss a big part of it yeah you know um and so but i think that is at the heart of a lot of people's well why do you like this character why do you like this person why do you you know i think a lot of it's just like well they i want to be like them um and i think that is the magic of star wars is it has so many inspiring Mm-hmm. characters and role models in terms of i mean you can be the reluctant hero you can be the princess with a spirit you can be the you know farm boy turned hero like you there there's a lot of fa- you can also be the bad guy get, who's redeemed like you can be anything mm-hmm. you know and that's the great layering of star wars that is in all the storytelling is no matter who you identify with and no matter who you're like, oh, wow, this person. Um, yeah, I mean, you're inspired, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, you mentioned Carrie. Carrie in herself is just an inspiring person as Absolutely. well. Um, and the way she kind of took the challenges of life and faced things and, and just her general attitude towards a, a lot of life. Um, you know, because she had a lot to... A lot that would knock a lot of people down. And yeah. some of it did knock her down. But, you know, she had her way of getting back up and kind of yeah. just flipping it off, basically. Exactly. <laughs> and just being like, that's not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, and you see that also in, in Leia a lot. Obviously, Leia's a little bit more regal and tame. A little bit. But nonetheless, the attitude uh, mm-hmm. is still there. And, and I'll say, like, um, I really enjoy that in spite of being such a great character. And Star Wars does this a lot where... Our characters are great. We're not saying they're not, but they're also learning. They're flawed. Mm-hmm. They're human. Yeah. And um, Leia's development and such like that, um, especially in the comics, yeah. is really interesting to journey through because um, a lot of things come through that feel way more human. It's just like, why would Leia do that? She Well, the reason Leia can do that later is because she learned to do that in this moment. And Yeah. And everything and so she's got a lot of interesting character development as well yeah and you the reason she is so like rough with poe i think in the last jedi is because she was that for a long time like she was willing oh, yeah. to do what it took yeah well and and that's a specific story arc for her after the whole alderaan thing and after losing a fleet of ships like there's this Leia that's very Poe in terms of we're going to burn down the First Order, mm-hmm. but not thinking about the collateral damage. Yeah. And so like, she had to learn that just like yeah. Poe did. Like there's a moment in the comic where she, without you know thinking about consequences or anything, tells Chewbacca to basically snipe Vader, kill him immediately. Yeah, the whole mission out, out once, she, once, she, once Vader enters the picture, it's mm-hmm. just about revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like Luke, just like a lot of characters have had to deal with the concept of letting go and, and not seeking revenge. I mean, Leia had to do it too. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's just what makes her character stronger is that not that she's never had to deal with issues, but that she's dealt with issues and learned from them and grown from them because that's all you can hope to do. You can't, it's stupid if you hope to go through life with no problems. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say that is stupid. If that's your goals in life, that's stupid. Your goal in life should not to be avoid problems. It should be able to get through problems and be better mm-hmm. for it. To overcome them. Right. Because problems are going to happen. You cannot control that. You can do everything you can to control your problems, but then someone else is going to have a problem that bumps into your life. Someone else is going to do something stupid that bumps into your life. And then you've got a problem. You did everything yeah. right. You did everything you possibly could. You were a good person, and yet you still have a problem. Does that make you bad? No. It means that you're alive. It means that you're a human. You're right. Like... So it's not avoid all the problems. It's be strong enough to get through them or get the strength that you need to get through them and be better for it. Don't just survive through your problems. Be better because of your problems. Exactly. Um, and I think that's an attitude that not a lot of people have. And that's why problems and difficulties and bad days mm-hmm. beat us up so much. And it, it shouldn't be an attitude when you look back on your life of, look at all of the problems that I've had to face. Look at all of the you know terrible things that have happened in my life. 
It should be looking back and thinking, look at all the stuff that I've overcome. Look Absolutely. at all the stuff that I lived through. Yeah. Like, I am pretty daggum cool. Right. You, I mean, a lot of people should get survival awards just for getting to the day, to, to, to today. Mm-hmm. Like, being here today. Like, good job. And I don't think we celebrate yeah. that little stuff. Like, yeah. it's significant to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, good job. Anybody that's going through stuff that they, they've constantly felt like it's just all going wrong, but you're still here, good job. Yeah. Awesome. You that, are doing an amazing job. Right. And, you know, I think that uh, Carrie, I think that Leia can be examples of that, of, mm-hmm. you know, rising to the occasions, getting through it, and being better on the other side. Yeah. Um, you know, it's tough, but, I mean, we're all doing it, so, I mean... And that's not, uh, well, everybody else is doing it, so just toughen up. But it's no. more of a, you know, rely on people, reach out to friends, go through this together. Don't have to do it alone. Leia didn't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Carrie didn't do it alone. She Carrie had her family. Carrie had her friends. Leia had Han and Luke. They ha- She had a support system. Yeah. You know, we all need that. And, and the, you know, I, I think those are valuable lessons, you know, as great as you know, female leadership is as great as a lot of the mainstream Leia stuff is. I think also just being able to look at the life of Leia and see someone who's an overcomer, I think that is inspiring just as much. Exactly. Um, But obviously leaps and bounds for female representation in terms of, I mean, flipping the genre on its head in terms of the princess in need of rescue turning out to be the one that helps make it happen um and then on multiple occasions be the one that (laughs) saves other people into the vent flyboy right you know uh, that is really significant i think it's lost on us these days but you know that happening in 1977 in a a space opera that was based on a sci-fi serial flash gordon which a lot of the plot centered around rescuing the princess yeah like that's groundbreaking yeah and you mentioned ripley earlier yeah and briefly i think like i think ripley too this isn't star wars but it's fine it happens in space <laughs> part of ripley's fantastic what makes her a fantastic ellen ripley from the woman. aliens fa- franchise yeah. by the way <laughs> exactly what makes her a fantastic character is that she's terrified and she does it anyway oh gosh yeah yeah she is absolutely that that's something that gets lost in the sequels i think is that ripley is absolutely scared out of her freaking mind the entire movie but she's still capable Mm -hmm. and she's still doing what needs to be done yeah well and that's what i love about alien 3 where she finds out she's infected Mm -hmm. and she goes all suicidal because like that's the ultimate i can't stop this and you know she's always been the hero and i think you know it's heavy but it's Mm -hmm. a big character development in terms of this is a strong character who is now for all intents and purposes been invaded she can't be the hero with a flamethrower in this instance yeah and so but her character development had to be well you're still alive now Mm -hmm. and there's still a problem so let's figure that out and then come back to this yeah and i'll say as a person who has anxiety i will say that is very it's a good life lesson to be scared do it anyway absolutely yeah, um, that's the definition of courage, according to John Wayne. Hey, not this one, the original, one. <laughs> um, which yeah. that's not even his real name, by the way. So no, it's Marion. Yep. Um, well, so 
my favorite character is Boba Fett. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Right. Huh. Um, Good it. And much like kind of your whole Leia giving R2 the message thing, with Boba Fett, like, I don't really know. He's so cool. He Like, yeah, I mean, it's more just there's this iconic image, and then ev- everything else is filled in by imagination, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking before I got to comics and books and everything. It really was just his appearance in um, episode five. Mm -hmm. That was like, holy cow. What is Who is this guy? (laughs) Um, You know, he was just so different. He Mm -hmm. was just, he looked so cool. And he had a story, even though no one knew the story, he had a story Mm -hmm. just because of the way he looked and the way he walked and the way he really didn't talk, like all of it, it was just like. And the I, fact that Vader had to turn to him and directly say, "No, no disintegration." Right. There's a history there. <laughs> like how many? How? Hmm. Right. Well, and then I mean that's just the example of bounty hunting in general. Like it all spread like wildfire because of that one scene. Mm-hmm. No one got anything. You know, Boba's the only one with dialogue, and it's not much. But like, just the idea of wish. like. Who are these guys? What do they do? Mm-hmm. What, you know, that alone blew up for so many fans in terms of bounty yeah. hunting and all this other stuff. That's why we're getting the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I know people like to crap on Boba Fett for being overrated, and I'll even agree. Mm-hmm. I agree he's overrated. I love him just because he's cool, and all the other stuff came in secondary. Yeah. I've read the books, I've read the stories. That's all great and well, but, like, that's not why I fell in love with him. I I loved him because he was cool. Yeah. So I get, yeah, he's overrated, sure. But at the same time, I don't think that's enough reason not to love him. I don't exactly. think that, I don't think that just because he is cool and is in a few scenes, I don't think that's enough to disqualify him. Like, it's like, you know, there's just this, as much as there's this culture of stereotypical boys like Boba Fett, mm-hmm. there's also this stereotypical culture of, that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. He's not a real character. That's like saying you like a stormtrooper. Like, is that so wrong? You know, but it's Listen. just like they don't qualify. And it's just like, well, what what has to qualify to be my favorite character? I mean, I have yeah. other favorites, but why can't I just like Boba Fett? Because he's cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I while I do enjoy a lot of the stories, not all of them, you know, I, I also enjoy the backstory they've given him throughout the Clone Wars and the prequel trilogy and everything. And I think he's a significant character to the story. He might not have done anything significant, but he's got significant roots in mm-hmm. the story. I mean, he's literally a clone of a bounty hunter who also cloned an entire army. Like, that's, that's rich so storytelling. Cool. Right. Yeah. And so... I don't feel like it's not fair. I don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like it's not fair for me to want more Boba Fett mm-hmm. or to want him, even if he's dead, but like there's still years of storytelling we could give. Yeah, like there's a whole chunk of his life where he's just AWOL. Right, and it's just like, I mean, he's clearly different when we see him by Empire than when we last left him in the Clone Wars. Yeah. So what what's some of his storytelling? And I know there's story reels and I know there's, outlines of what would have happened in clone wars but even still mm-hmm. we still don't see him go from the mouthy young kid mm-hmm. to 
the silent stalking bounty hunter. Um, and so I, I don't feel bad for saying I want more Boba Fett. And I don't yeah. feel bad for saying I love Boba Fett. I think that he's a very interesting and great character. And I think there's a lot of room for storytelling. And whether you miss the Boba Fett that was Mandalore and, you know, all that. I mean, yeah, there's still room for a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know, our dog is named Boba. Yeah. <laughs> that should tell you how much you love Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And you agreed to it. I, okay. I did. Okay. I did. I Just making sure that's out there. Just making sure that's on yeah. the record. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm glad that you named him. But um, <laughs> we've been together for six years now. We've been married for five. At first, I did not understand mm-hmm. why you liked Boba Fett. Seven and five. Seven and five? Seven and five. We've been together for seven years. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yikes. I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, where was I going? Okay, I, at first I did not understand why you liked Boba Fett. It was, you know, I walked into your room after we got married, and I looked around and like, wow, that's a lot of Boba Fett stuff. Mm-hmm. But for why, John? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I still remember when you sat me down and you told me, like, all of the reasons you love Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. A lot of which you just talked about. But, like, you told me all of the legend stories. And you told me all of the, like, personal experiences you had, like, playing with Boba Fett toys and searching out and finding them. And I, like, I fell in love with you a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mission accomplished. Because I love listening to you talk about stuff that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And Same. you are very passionate about Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. really enjoy the character. And yeah. I, I have a big collection because I enjoy mm-hmm. getting different examples. I, I mean, it's it's weird to explain. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't need everything that's Boba Fett. I'm not one of those where it's like, oh, it's a Pez dispenser. Oh, it's a bubblegum wrapper. Oh, no. You know, I it's mostly figures and Funkos. Yeah. But um, I love different points of Boba Fett figures and like I grew up with the power of the force one who that was the he-man yep. star wars era where everybody yep. was swole. everybody was so chunky uh, and he came with his jetpack but he had this like huge like big mm-hmm. thing you would pop on his backpack and it's just like that's not in the movies no. um you know that was my original and then I moved to one um it was around 2003 when they started getting a little bit more like you they weren't superposable they were much more um pre-posed mm-hmm. and so it was like this boba fett where he would you could attach flame a flame stand mm-hmm. and it would look like he's you know taking off yeah and um i remember you know that one significantly and you know i i attach memories to everything i don't have mm-hmm. anything i can't explain a story about yeah you know i mean yeah <laughs> yeah and well, it's, and really, this is it, Boba Fett's to blame for Funko too. Yeah, it's true because he was the first one we ever got. Yep, this is our first Funko, and the reason he's our first Funko is because I have a lot of Boba Fett stuff, and um, it gets hard to find Boba Fett stuff I don't have. So my mom was like, "Well, here's Boba Fett. <laughs> um, like, would you would you display this if I bought it for you?" And I was like course even if i hated boba fett i would because you bought it for me yeah but 
she was like, okay, and she, so th this is the last thing my mom ever bought for me. And um, ever since, it was just like, these little midget guys are pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah, uh, it was and, this one first, and then I bought Dale Cooper. Yeah, and once we found, there's Funko stuff we like. Yeah. It was a flood from there, and yeah. so Boba Fett's the reason we collect Funko now, um, and that's pretty significant, and that was what was great about meeting uh, Daniel Logan uh, back at Celebration. Yeah. He's just a really great guy, and... Um, and I think that's part of it, too, is I think retroactively, the people that have been Boba Fett, Jeremy Bullock, um, Tamara Morrison, Daniel Logan, and obviously many other uh, stand-ins and voice actors, but the significant three, yeah, they're great people. Yeah. And I think retroactively, that makes me love who they are in Star Wars more. Uh-huh. Um, meeting, like you said, meeting Daniel Logan was incredible. Oh, yeah. He's so full of energy, and he's so fun to be around. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's def he's on par for Ray Park in terms of... Absolutely. ...must meet. We'll even, get there. Even if you're not big fans of their <laughs> characters, like yeah. them as people, and them as Star Wars fans, because they love Star Wars, not because it pays the bills, but because they're just awesome people. Meeting them will make you love something of Star Wars mm -hmm. more. Exactly. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff with Boba Fett. It might have started out with him being cool, but there's lots of memories. Um, and like I said, I love the Boba Fett with yeah. a broken family and um, dealing with just the, the trauma of being a clone and mm -hmm. training your enemy's child. Like, there's a lot of really cool stories and when he takes up the mantle of Mandalore there's a lot of cool legends that I love mm -hmm. really awesome um and then there's also the elements of a child without a father and trying to live up to be like you know l literally what we started by talking about with Leia in terms of he tried so hard to be his dad when he should have been trying to be him yeah it's literally that same dilemma of losing a parent young and you're like I don't know what to do now. Mm -hmm. There's no one to tell me, and you've got all these bad influences, but that doesn't make you a bad person. Like, there's so many great elements of storytelling with the character of Boba Fett, and it's all wrapped up in a cool package. So I think there, there's nothing wrong with loving Boba Fett. There's nothing wrong with loving Princess Leia. Yeah. That's not to say there aren't other cool characters, not to say there aren't other cool female role models in Star Wars, yeah. but it's to say that there's there's a lot to love, and if somebody loves them, yeah. Let them love them. Yeah. You know, I've talked a lot about what's inspired me with Leia. Mm -hmm. I've talked about, you know, I want to be her when I grow up. You know what else I want to have when I grow up? What's that? Robot legs! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I have to talk about it. Okay. Or else. Okay. Or else. You can tie that into your favorite movie. Yeah, so I will. That we I can will. segue. Yeah. So, my favorite movie has changed a lot over the past year. Um, surprisingly. First, surprisingly. Very surprisingly. <laughs> like, at first I think I said, you know, Phantom... Or, I said Empire at first. Mm -hmm. Or, like, Return of the Jedi. I don't remember. But now, character development. My favorite Star Wars movie is Phantom Menace. Because that that's the one that I ranked the lowest the last time we did a ranking. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. I, I believe that. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't like it. I did not like The Phantom Menace You You liked it l less than... I mean, you didn't really like the prequels other than Episode 3. 
mm-hmm. when we first started dating exactly. and getting into Star Wars stuff. Like, yeah, like um, I, I'm pretty sure there were. Don't let times. your kids date and get into Star Wars <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. The pre- other than Episode Three, which I know you personally have reasons to love, mm-hmm. aside from it being a movie, but yes. like, yeah, Episode but, One and Two were like for you. Ugh. Like I, I was one of those fans where I went off of the opinions of others and let that spoil my fun. Mm-hmm. Episode two is a different story. <laughs> um, I have reasons, and it's not the entire movie. It's elements of the movie. Mm-hmm. I can't get into that right now because... <laughs> That's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. But The Phantom Menace, for a long time, I relied on others to make my opinion of it. Meaning... I had a very low opinion of The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. I hated Jar Jar. I disliked Anakin. And I thought the movie overall wasn't very good because everyone else told me that it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. That's just putting that out there. That's the truth. But now, having given it a second, third, fourth, and, you know, many, many. Tw- 20th chance. <laughs> I have grown to absolutely love that movie. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like a kid again. Mm-hmm. And I am, honestly, I'm mad at my younger self for taking so long to like it. Because mm-hmm. without The Phantom Menace, we wouldn't have Darth Maul. Very true. <laughs> and, well, and for all intents and purposes, I mean, he was done yeah. in The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Like, the curveball was picking <laughs> him back up. Right, like, I mean... Um, but no, yeah. if, if they hadn't introduced him, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think anyone could have foreseen Darth Maul going the direction. No. Uh, that, that he went and that he was taken. Yeah. Um, I love the Phantom Menace. It's one of my go-to, I just want to watch Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. I just, I've always really, really loved it. I have not always loved Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has changed over the years as well. Absolutely. and But for the most part, the entirety of the film I've always really, really loved. And um, I've talked mm-hmm. multiple times of, of why. Uh, but definitely Darth Maul is a significant reason why that movie's amazing. Yeah. One of the best lightsaber fights. I yeah. mean... I, I'll say he was the one thing that stood out to me. You know, For a lot of for, people. You know, I remember having... The crappy plastic Hasbro Darth Maul lightsaber. Technically, it was my brother's, but I played with it more. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it it was the lightsaber fart. <laughs> lightsaber fart? <laughs> it's the lightsaber fart. It was the lightsaber fight that always stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Because that amazing shot of just one blade, the other blade, and just like, ah, oh, it's so It's cool. amazing. And then the fight choreography is so fantastically Absolutely. crafted like and that's i think that's, i think prequel yeah. wise that's my favorite because Absolutely. you know i i get some of the complaints in terms of there's a lot of flurry and show mm-hmm. and i get that i still enjoy Absolutely. a lot of it like um but i think that's the one that most works mm-hmm. not just choreography wise but even story wise mm-hmm. it makes the most sense yeah if that make you know the fact that no one else could do it <laughs> other right. than Ray Park. Right. It's just like, we just need you to come up with the choreography and we'll get somebody else to do it. And it's just like... 
that's too complicated. You gotta do it now. Right. Yeah. I'm just. It's just like, well, you're Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he is Darth Maul. He is absolutely. He is the physical representation that I will forever think of as Darth Maul. Well, and you know, and again, I mean, and such an amazing person. And absolutely. what's so funny is one of the most tragic and hateful and mean characters of Star Wars is played by two of the most amazing and so sweet genuine people <laughs> just like um between precious. Ray Park um who we got to meet yes who graced us with a 30 minute conversation right? at celebration and like signed my pop like I wish I could go over and get it but it's behind stuff he signed it from your half husband and well, half yeah, the husband well, that and used that's, to be. And that's what started the thing, because we were just like, we had, of course you have to explain course. that. Like, um, <laughs> his mom is garbage husband. Right. Um, he, he came from Trash Planet. Uh, well, uh, Sam Whitworth. Sam Whitworth, Yeah, because yes. they signed both. Yes. And so we met Ray first, and we're like, it's weird, but can you do this? <laughs> and we explained it, and he was like, oh, that makes sense. Well, and it was, was so, and if you've seen our celebration stuff, you've already heard this, but it's just, it's so... Wow. Uh, because you talk about character development. Mm-hmm. For me, this was a personal thing in terms of I'd never thought of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one way I think we don't think of actors as people sometimes. Yeah. Because um, that was such a segue in terms of, because we were like, we explained, okay, well, you're the one that got cut in half. You know, we're going to get Sam Witwer to sign it. He's the one that has the spider legs and lives on a trash planet. So he's trash husband. And, you know, it, it yeah. works together. <laughs> and he was... And he went on, that's what the conversation was, was he was like, oh man, Sam Witwer, he's such an amazing person. Yeah. He was so great to work with. I, I, I can't believe that because of him, I've had the opportunity to come back to Star Wars. Yeah. I never thought I'd put on makeup again. And then when Solo ended, I, w- I went through that depression again. But then the Clone Wars came out mm-hmm. and that gave me another chance. And it's just like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. I'd ne- I I praise Sam Witwer so much because I love the guy. Mm-hmm. I love his acting. He's fantastic. I never thought of that as a replacement. Mm-hmm. When in reality, in a lot of ways, by being so great in animation, yeah. there was no back door for Ray Park to ever Star Wars again. Yeah. And the joy that he talked about having by being able to come back and play one scene and then being yeah. able to come back and do choreography it's just like yeah wow yeah and then you met Sam Witwer I was sick yeah when we, like and then you you took the picture one day and then got the signing same yeah. day I don't remember different day but signing it from trash husband mm-hmm. it made me feel so good inside yeah like I I love Ray Park I love the Phantom Menace mall but the animation. <laughs> well, that's the, where the character development exactly. is. Fair. It's fair. The insanity. The just absolute brutality of Maul in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Is some of my favorite Maul. Well, and I haven't gotten to him in Rebels yet. And, and getting to explain, like, you're the reason my wife watched Clone Wars. <laughs> because I said Sam Witwer in Being Human. And she was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, and, and literally. That's I was all just it like, took. Okay, so thank you, Sam Witwer, for... for yeah, and now that's something, again, you weren't into. Yeah. 
And now, I mean, you constantly find reasons to talk about clones and Clone Wars. <laughs> because I love the clones. Uh, and Darth Maul. And, Darth and Maul. like, so many things come up now yeah. where it's like a lot of your Star Wars is that. And, and for my birthday this year, uh, oh, yeah. you probably can't see it on the shelf, but here he is. You got me all spidey legs Yeah, um, you can take these off and make him his yeah. more two-legged appearance. But, um, yeah. yeah, I didn't realize I this part. I just saw, oh... You know, metal mm-hmm. husband. Metal husband. Um, so, yeah. yeah. yeah that's um, my favorite appearance of Maul, by the way, is the crazy boy on the trash planet spider legs one. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it's just so good. And um, then we're, we're on our way in Rebels to getting to the titular Kenobi scream, which I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah, about a season and a half. About a season. <laughs> yeah. But, you know what? We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We got two Rebels Rewatches episodes dropping um, this week, so yes. that's furthering us along. We're almost done with season one, actually, yeah. so that's significant. Yeah. Well, if you guys couldn't tell already, I find a way to talk about him in pretty much every episode. Right. Maul is my second favorite character. Yep. Um, I'm not really... Well, I guess I can. Yeah. I'll talk about my second favorite, but by also segueing to my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I my second favorite character is Darth Vader, Anakin. Um, which while while I am a fan who likes to emphasize the separation of the two characters, yes. I do also treat them the same in a lot of ways. It's really mm-hmm. contradictory, but that's just how my brain works. Is they are separate, but they are still the same. Um, and as far as Darth Vader goes, a lot of his development from just being a bad guy comes from Empire. That's when um, we get, obviously, the iconic and significant reveal of who he really is. And we get more reason for him doing... The th- we talked about in our last main show of, like, he was obsessed with finding the Rebellion and we come to find out it's probably because his son was with the rebellion yep and so there's this growth all of a sudden again in terms of he's not just a bad guy doing bad things he is but yeah there's these moral issues of why he's doing it Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff and so a lot of growth happens for vader there obviously a lot more happens in the comics books and retroactively with anakin and the prequels and the clone wars and all of that stuff but I've always I always like the bad guys because they look cooler, mm-hmm. um, but they also have better stories more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a jab. That's not any. I mean, and I'm not just talking Star Wars. I'm just saying in general, a lot of the bad guys have a lot more uh, motivations and stories, backstories that I'm related to or empathetic yeah. to than the good guys. You know, the good guys lost somebody and decided to be a good guy and beat the bad guy. Okay, cool. That's a lot. Um, but a lot of the understanding why people are the way they are and mm-hmm. how someone can go to being as bad as they are, um, that's what gets me. Yeah. Um, I love it from an outside in of that's just really cool storytelling. I like that from the inside out of I kind of get that in terms of why I'm the way I am and things I've done. Um, you know, I think that's the relationship there is in terms of it's that hope of if this character can go from this to this, but still then choose to be better, then that's a reminder that I can do that, and anyone can do that. And that's part of the story of Darth Vader. Um, And so, but I think it's those deep character elements that are 
a big part of why I love Empire is yeah. because it's a lot more action, but it's also just a lot more character development. They're not just the princess pilot and the farm boy. You know, they grow beyond that now. They're much more established, but then they also still have more to learn. And both of my favorite movies of Star Wars, Empire and The Last Jedi, that's my top two, both also um, deal with Luke moments, significant Luke moments that I completely relate to. Yeah. I completely relate to the seeking revenge but being warned against it because then you'll become what you seek revenge against. And I also relate to the, you know, I thought I figured everything out but then I made a mistake and now everything's gone to shambles and so I'm just not going to do anything because if I don't do anything, then I can't do anything bad, mm -hmm. but you also can't do anything good. Yeah. Those are two significant story elements of my life that are in a fictional characters. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, I wouldn't put Luke Skywalker very high on my favorite characters list, mm -hmm. but in terms of stories that I relate to a lot, he, it, it's Luke's stories. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing for me is it's just this matter of I can see myself in different points, um, either in that film or in The Last Jedi, you know, because um, I can even go on with Kylo Ren in terms of, again, those elements where it's just like, I get it. Mm -hmm. I understand. Um, and so I think that's what kind of drew me in there. And of course, again, the action. I love, you know, really the only action is one of the greatest lightsaber fights next to the Phantom Menace. I love the fight between Luke and Vader throughout the the um, Cloud City kind of yeah. underground and everything. Um, but I also love the Battle of Hoth. Um, Fantastic. Hadn't seen anything like that ever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just, you know, you get the walkers are just so like iconic. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it's just such a look. And it's just like, when you think of bad things you have to fight against, giant mechanical walkers isn't one of them, but yeah. there it is. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that I, I like it not because stereotypically it's considered one of the best Star Wars films and films in general, but I love it because it's rich with story development and um, I see myself in some of the story. And yeah. I think going back to like, you know, your thing with Leia. I think that's a lot of why people like what they like is they see themselves there or they want to see themselves there. And so there's this kind of happiness and joy that stirs up when thinking about, well, I could be like this character or, you know, oh, they can do it so I can do it. Like there, there's just something it does to you. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's it's an emotional response that can't quite be explained just by a ranking system of yeah. this is my number one, you know, um, and that's the significance of why you like what you like. Yeah, that's the significance of why you like Star Wars, and I think that's something I'd encourage everyone to think about. And we'd actually love to hear from you about what's your why why do you love star wars and why do you love your favorite thing your favorite movie your favorite character um let's start a, a twitter instagram facebook thread on that and uh we yeah. you know i mean that's what inspired this episode was hearing from someone why they loved what they loved yeah and so we implore you tell us what you love and why um 
other than that, that's our episode. That's, that's our it. flying casual episode. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you enjoyed the conversation. And again, hopefully you join the conversation. You can check out our Patreon page if you love us and want to support what we do and get rewarded for it. You can keep in contact with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can subscribe to us for more videos over on YouTube. We've got gaming streams over on Twitch. There's links to all of it in the description, so check it all out. And then just remember to have a good day. Yeah. We'll be back with Rebels Rewatch, like we said later. We've got two of them in the pipes, and then we've also got a Star Wars Motivations coming out. So lots more from us this week. It's crazy, but hopefully you enjoy it all. Uh, guys, stay scruffy, and may the Force be with you.